Hey, it's Chuck from Above the Basement, Boston Music and Conversation. This is part two of my conversation with Matt Lorenz of The Suitcase Junket. So if you missed part one, well, go listen to it. So here is part two of my conversation with Matt Lorenz, a.k.a. The Suitcase Junket, recorded in his studio in Western Massachusetts. Video that you did for the first song. Um, oh yeah, black holes. Black holes. Yeah. It's, it's it's so great. <laughs> did you do that all yourself? No, that I have. I worked with a um, a video maker on. Oh, Actually, okay. that was all shot in this room. Oh really? When it was like it was basically ripped apart and empty before I had started. You know, finishing oh, okay. So you had the insulating. room to do so that. The kind room of thing. was empty. The two months or so leading up to the birth of my son. Ah. So you know. Yeah. I was like doing full days that's right so you also had the birth of your son through all this yeah yeah <laughs> so I was doing I was like doing full days and that's then crazy. I was you know I would have dinner we would hang out my sweetheart would go to bed and then I would go work on this video from like 11 at night until 3 in the morning for like a month straight <laughs> because wow, it's such a good the guy I was working it? with he's it's like a, a, it's such a cool video the it, guy who I worked with do you, do you know the band You Won't I don't. Um, they were Boston based for a while. They put out two great albums and they're not really doing anything right now. But yeah. he, he was in that. He was sort of the main songwriter for that band. And he's getting more into film and video now. But he's kind of a perfectionist. And so, yeah. and he did the video for Mountain of Mind and uh, Everything I Like. Which one is the, okay, the Black Holes and Overdoses, right? That's yeah, the one that that's you, the one. Yeah, it's like super fast paced. And it's sort of, you know, we went with this kind of like, crazy dude in his attic kind of vibe yeah yeah no it's, <laughs> it's this is the attic this is the crazy dude it's actually he's wearing a helmet there was no acting it, and <laughs> there was one i think it's from the previous album mm -hmm. the one where you get out of your van and you're peeing and the in the in the yeah he made he helped me with that one too and the, and yeah, the truck goes the, out by itself yep that was the everything you meet i like the, video. meet the guy on the road yeah that was freaking hilarious <laughs> i was laughing at that one <laughs> Just the, the little moments like that which, yeah. uh, of you on the road um, yeah. was fantastic. What's the name of that song? Everything I Like. Everything I Like. Yeah. yeah. And that was him too. That was, you know, he was like, he had just, I think, burned out on touring. Yeah. And he was like, let's make a burned out on touring video. <laughs> but when you when you see the guy coming up to you, the look in your, I mean, I, it's far and few between you while I, while I'll, I'll laugh out loud. Oh, that's awesome. And I, and I laughed out loud for, for both of those, that's awesome. those moments. So that's great. The fact that videos are becoming, I mean, maybe they never disappear and I just wasn't paying attention, mm. but I love how videos are becoming more of an artist uh, venue to to put out their, their music. Yeah. The, for an artist to be able to not just be able to play this, have the song on the radio or play in front of live music, but to put the story out there that yep. either inspired them or it's just a little weird or it's, I mean, it doesn't have to make sense. Right. I, I love that visual stuff. Yeah, me too. And um, and so I'm glad you're doing it. And especially, I mean, I think your stuff is made for this kind of thing. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, like, every time I make an album, I try to convince someone to make, like, a feature-length, basically, movie that's just the album. You know, like, I guess Beyonce did that. Why like, not? Or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like, you know, the, there's like narrative and, and all that. And I, yeah, I love making the videos. I'm actually, you know, we're, I think we're going to do one for Last Man on the Moon. Oh, okay. As well with, uh, there's an image that I, I put on a t-shirt and a sticker that's like, 
sort of came from the Black Holes video, you know, because it was uh, the image is a guy with a TV as his head. Yes. Leaning really hard against the plug and he's like plugged into the wall. <laughs> and so the same, the same guy, Josh, um, he just spent a, you know, it's going to take a little while. He just spent a bunch of time figuring out how to actually get, I think we're using some sort of old iMac or something on, you know, hollowed out onto a head with a video screen that we can actually use. It's like battery powered. It's going to be, I think it's going to be like a dance type <laughs> video. It's going to be pretty interesting. Have you ever heard of the, the remnants? Yeah. What is, they're going to be playing at the Sinclair. Okay. And there are these guys that wear big eyeballs on their heads. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they have a gig at the Sinclair coming up. So spooky. And that's it's like they're just performance. I don't know a lot about them at all. Yeah. But I know they're going. I'm gonna. I want to go see them. They're at the, they're gonna be at the Sinclair. And they just wild. Wear these, they all wear big eyeballs. I don't know if they wear them all the time or not. Wow. But um, uh, anyways, that's what that's what that reminded that's, that's what awesome. it reminded me of. What was the? I mentioned this before. Uh, I don't mind dying, but I'd like to breathe forever. Oh, yeah. I, I love that line. Thanks. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay, that's I mean, fine. I, you I don't joked, have to, there doesn't I, have to be an answer to that. I but. joked earlier that, uh, you know, that that's, that is not my last will and testament. Yeah. You know, I don't, I do, it does not mean that you should leave me on the ventilator. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, um, I think it's basically like, you know, I don't mind dying is, uh, conceptually feels right. Like, I don't mind dying, but the idea of not breathing freaks me out Yeah. or something. I'd really like to breathe forever. And maybe it has something to do with, with like going back to the idea of like rebirth or like a oneness with the world. Yeah. Um, I don't mind dying, but I think I'd really like to breathe forever. It just feels right. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, yeah. I, I, I play the song over and over again because I just well, I like that lyric. I love it. Yeah, and I couldn't tell you what it means tunes. either. I mean, my, yeah. I mean, I guess it could be for anything for anybody, but um, it's like you know, I'm not afraid of death. And it's not just about. I'm not trying to be silly here, but it's. I mean, one of the things that we all do is uh, most of us breathe just enough to stay conscious. Right. Right. I mean, literally, if we stopped, if we stopped, if we breathed a little slower, we'd probably get dizzy and pass out. Because that's how that's what yoga is all about. That, right? like, sure. Like, like really yeah. engaging your, your breathing process. Yeah. yeah. Yoga you and meditation. Barely breathe. Right. Yeah. And so, anyways, that's 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 what it, that's what it made me made me think of that because we we are, we're all just barely breathing. I don't yeah. need a quote from that that song but uh and there's all those and there's all those animals like the um all the mammals in the ocean that like they're very conscious about their breathing you know they like there's a really tragic story about the dolphin in in uh captivity who just like basically commits suicide because it can't live in captivity anymore it like takes a breath it goes down to the bottom and then it just like Oh God! I know. Sorry. So so tragic. So tragic. (laughs) There's some doom folk in that song, right? Yeah. That sounds doom. That's doom folk written all over it. But not to put words in your mouth or or thoughts in your head. But I mean, I don't mind dying, but I would like to breathe forever. Does that have to do with sort of living on and as a legacy, as as a you know, a musician, your art, your you know, your creations? Yeah. I mean, that's a really positive way to look at it. I like that. You know, that's like, I, I breathe on every record, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of sound of breath and yeah, that's a, I like that way. 
and that one that's one of my favorite songs on the record because there's a there's a drummer on it um like on, on a couple of the songs only two i brought in a drummer and we'll see i'm not sure if he's available for the sinclair show but i might see if i can get him out and i remember going you know we were we tracked the drums and the guitar live so i i played standing up and was like what the hell do i do with my feet like what am i supposed to do i'm used to sitting down like playing all these things with my feet i guess i'll just like kick stuff i don't know scuff scuff my toes you know chris smither yeah yeah chris smither is he's he wrote um a bunch of songs for uh bonnie Raitt. yep yeah she did uh love you like a man love you like a man right uh, so others, he's, yeah. he's a prolific guy fantastic guy we talked to him not too long ago and he brings his board Yep, special pair of shoes. Special pair of shoes and his board that he he hits on with his feet. And it's all the boards, all worn out and everything like that. Yeah. I know that's what made me think acoustic, of that. An acoustic board? Like just just a piece of wood. Yep, with a mic. You know, and, uh, not like a, one of those, not like a porch board or anything. No, just yeah, it's just yeah. a piece of wood and a pair of shoes. I've toured with him a bunch and I um, was... Uh, he's I, a fantastic guy. He's, he's, a, Western, he's great. Guy? Yeah, 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 he's an, he's an Amherst. Yeah, 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 he's a signature sounds guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fantastic, and he's also one of these people who's really great about like taking younger uh, musicians out on the road and oh, kind great. of like, you know, fostering that, you know, sh- kind of showing them how it's done a little bit. He took me to the UK for a tour. Oh, nice! It was really awesome, you know, getting to you know, getting a glimpse of of his world. And I recorded on that Call Me Lucky album. I was a, a session player on that one. Oh, really? awesome session oh fantastic Bill, Billy Conway and Billy Goody, Conway yeah Goody Goodrich yeah you know that um, you know Morphine yeah and you know Vapors of Morphine yep so did you hear about the new album that they just discovered is Mark Sandman's secret album no so before Mark passed he had this they called it the secret band I don't know how secret it was but huh. that's what they're calling it and there was you know Fort Apache yeah yeah recording studio I don't, I don't think it, it doesn't exist. It doesn't right? exist, but it was uh, like the sound the, of the 90s, basically. Yeah, yeah. and it, that's where a lot of Boston bands got their stuff done. Yeah. But they had a, he had a secret band called the Hypersonics. Huh. And it was with him, Dana Cauley, um, Russ Gershon. Um, I think Billy was on it. I was yep. also think Jerome Dupree was on it. Yep. But it's, I had some, a few more horns. It's, it's, you know, a little morphine-ish, but, sure. but, but very different. And they just released it. I'd, I'd never heard these songs. I don't think, wow. I'm not sure anyone had. I can't wait. But they just released it. But I mean, it's, it's been, it's on Spotify now. So it's been released maybe for a few months. It, you got to check that out. They have a great song called um, French Fries with Pepper. Speaking of secret albums, you know that, that band Hound Dog? Is uh, David Hidalgo from Los Lobos? I know and, David Hidalgo, uh, yeah. And what's his the guy from Canned Heat? I'm drawing a blank on his name. And they have this. They have one album. It's called Hound Dog, and it's like I they I swear they slow a bunch of tracks down on it because it is just like swampy, dirty blues, like very groovy. And apparently they recorded another album but never released it. But, you know, because I was working with Steve and, you know, he found out. Yeah, you're working with Steve, Steve Berlin, right? Yeah. Los Lobos. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, talking about how awesome Hound Dog was. And he was like, oh, have you heard that unreleased record? I was like, how would I? <laughs> no. He's like, oh, I'll drop box it to you. You know, so <laughs> I'm like, wow. last, last year I was just geeking out on it on tour. I was just like, I can't believe I'm, or I guess it was two years ago. I keep saying last year, but yeah, last year I know, know, didn't happen. Year. Describing them and it makes me think of their, in particular, their Machine Head album which was just sort of slow and yeah drawn out but funky and and raw yeah 
And uh, some of my favorite live shows, I've seen those guys a few times, uh, including at the Calvin. Oh, yeah. And uh, just awesome. That was the, fir- the first place I crossed paths with them was, um, you know, aside from listening to them my whole life, yeah. <laughs> um, was uh, I opened for them at the, um, at the Academy uh, of Music in Northampton, yeah. which is like the other sort of big soft seater in town. And, uh, and they were such cool guys. They're, they're, they're tech who was setting up while I was sound checking, like called the dudes and was like, you guys got to come check out this opening act, which is cool. And they did. And they dug it and they asked me to come out and like, you know, sing Bertha with them as an encore. It was like a whole, they're such, you know, it's, it's really nice when you meet, especially people who've been in the business for a long time who aren't cynical. Yeah. They're still fans of music and are just like genuinely good people. And those guys are getting up there, you know. Yeah. I was playing them on on college radio in 1986, uh, La Bumbo, you know, was, I think their breakthrough. Yeah, I think so. It was a cover, but, yep, but. 86, 87, yeah, and, uh, but, uh, you know, that makes me think, what, you know, you sat in with them as, a, as an opening artist, like, what, because we've been talking a lot about this, Chuck, you know, this idea of, of collaboration and creative exploration and artists, and some, some, you know, there's some shows and events that sort of really uh, latch on to this idea, but this, this concept of, you know, collaboration, like, like, just spontaneous, you know, collaboration and creative, uh, you know, exploration with, with fellow artists. What do you, what do you think about that? I miss it. You know, it's, uh, it's the, the nice thing about being a one man show is that you can play your songs differently every night and no one gets pissed. <laughs> There's a lot of like freedom involved with that and sort of, you know, that you can get weird and wild, but I do miss that kind of collaboration that, that happens in a band. And I definitely, you know, I see that as, as something that's going to be coming up for me more in the coming years, especially after spending, you know, a year and a half of sort of forced confinement, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to, to play with some other people. And, you know, I would often, it's, it's tricky for the headlining act to have me sit in with them because I have so much crap, you know, unless I come out and just sing like I did with, um, with Los Lobos. But almost every time I have someone opening for me, I'll try to get them to come out and play, yeah. even if it's a full band. I love that. Like, can we set up the stage so that? And like having another drummer on stage is is amazing, you know. And so, that's you know. And for the Sinclair show, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to is having you know, hopefully being able to rope those folks into jumping jumping in for a few tunes. That's great. I told you that Lynn, Lynn Bertrand, yeah. who's your manager, she also runs Green River Fest. Yep. Right, and she's also a newly published author. Yeah. I told you she sent me a list of, of questions and, and, and this kind of goes right along with what we were talking about before you play all the parts, you tour solo for the most part, right? Yeah. She called you like a, you're kind of like a solitary guy. Sure. As a solitary guy, did being separated from people change any, change the way you thought about being solitary during COVID? Yeah. Did you? I mean, so certainly you have your, your significant others here and your and your baby. So you, you right. Had, I was well entertained. You had your hands full, obviously. <laughs> but did that change your perspective on on that a little bit? I'm yeah. Just curious. Yeah. You know, so being on tour is a really strange combination of solitude and socializing because I'm alone in the van, drive do, doing all the drives, and then you know, alone on stage, but very much in, you know, with people connecting with them and feeling that really like, you know, magical thing that happens at good shows. 
And then it's a very social part of the night when I then go and sell the merch and just chat people up. Yeah. Um, and that type of schedule made me sort of more solitary when I got home because I didn't want to go out and see anyone. You know, it's kind of like I was just out seeing people for weeks, you yeah. know. And so being home this whole time has been a, an odd combination of not really getting much alone time at all, you know, because, you know, I've got family. Yeah. And also not having the connections with these other people or with, you know, my friends who are in the area and that sort of thing. So it definitely, there was, it, it messed with my head a little bit, you know, in terms of like, well, how do I, like, what's the balance I want? You know, like, what, yeah. do I, you know, what's the best, the best for me, you know, moving forward? Cause like playing shows, you make, you make some friends along the way and a lot of my better friends are now like they don't live anywhere near me they live in these places that i go and, and visit when i'm on tour sure and a lot of the friends who are around home i haven't seen in years you know and so i you know it definitely makes me want to i guess invest more of my time in my home community and you know and maybe having a kid that has something to do with that too being like well i should probably get to know this place i love it here but i should probably like you know add something i've been you know spending so many years kind of um enriching other people's communities you know it feels sort of time to do some of that in my own lynn also mentioned she called it exquisitely solitary release show that you did at the at the shea theater oh yeah uh, internal falls yeah you did so you on stage to an to an empty empty seats. So yeah, yeah, we work. had like the sound guy, a light a lighting guy, and I think three camera people. Yeah, and then um, and then I just I played the album. Yeah, and it was pretty interesting. In what way? But what is it about being on a big stage? Or I don't know how big the place is, but yeah, it was to probably, playing it's like to probably an three hundred seater. You know, yeah. it it made it just way more surreal. It yeah. kind of drove home this whole like the whole you know it was mid pandemic. I was in this place where normally, you know, we'd have a sellout. There'd be people dancing up front. It's a place I play pretty, you know, at least once or twice a okay. year. And so... Uh, so you've, you played there before, so you, you know, you have those memories of it being filled with people. So. Yeah, and you know, when you're... When I'm playing, I, I'm pretty much eyes closed in the music. And so when the song is done and I open my eyes... It's almost always a surprise, <laughs> like what's happening, <laughs> you know, whether, you know, so, but usually it's like a bunch of people yelling at me and, you know, <laughs> stomping their feet. And so, to, you know, to be so deep in a song and then to come out of it and then it's, you know, crickets, <laughs> it's right. It's just us here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, was that a good take? That? I, you know, it was, yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah, that's, was bizarre. That, that's, that sounds bizarre. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully your, uh, your Sinclair gig, which is Friday, August 6th. Yes. You're going to have a full house there. You have a couple awesome openers there too. Yeah. Who yeah. You? Sarah Borges. Sarah Borges. Um, really great singer, great band. We yeah, played a few fantastic. shows together in, uh, in New Hampshire, I think. And, uh, Jocelyn McKenzie, who used to be in Pearl and the Beard. You remember right. that band? I know the I know Pearl and the Beard, yeah. Yeah, and so she's, I crossed paths with her through that the band You Won't that I was talking about when they were sort of doing their last tour. She was on, I think she was on the whole tour and I was on maybe half of the tour. So, And so she's like a really interesting writer and just artist and, uh, and person. So I'm really curious to see what she brings. She just put out an album on Righteous Babe. Um, and 
you know, I'm excited to, that she's been like writing her own music. I think it's her first solo album. Oh, really? Know, after, after being in, in Pearl, yeah. Righteous Babe is a great, I've been doing some stuff. You know David Bieber? Yeah, yeah. So he's got the David Bieber archives out in Norwood. And that's where Righteous Babe Records, their headquarters is, or that's at least where their warehouse, all their all their stuff. Yep. Um, is Norwood near Buffalo or no? Norwood, Massachusetts. So oh, it's right off, right oh, okay. off of 128 there, oh, nice. down near Natick and, and all those places, down towards, guys who go down towards the shore. Nice. It's a cool you little place. You sent me some sick pictures from there. The David Bieber archives? archives? Have you been to the archives? No. You should check it out. Yeah. My, my sweetheart is an archivist, actually. Oh, really? That's her job, yeah. So I'm sure she'd appreciate Interesting. it. Interesting. So David Bieber worked for WBCN for years and he, in FNX, and he was, so he was just always in that rock and roll life there yeah. um, at, working in radio, uh, and he saved everything. Wow. And when I mean everything, he's got millions and millions of pieces of stuff wow. from like promotional things to like the concerts, and he's got lines and lines of of records like they just built um i don't know it's 14 feet high there's like four aisles of it of, of different records 50 feet long it's crazy it's crazy well they were all in storage for years and years and years and now they're going through boxes and just finding stuff Whoa. i mean some of it's if he didn't throw anything away then he has all this random stuff that people sent him over the years that yeah. probably never got played Sure. Right. You know, like he's got reel to reel stuff from shows of any imaginable band that came through. You know the Verb Hotel. Yeah, yeah. And 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 near Fenway Park. Yep. All the memorabilia on the walls comes from David Bieber archives. Oh wow. And also, um, there's the Folk Americana Roots Hall of Fame at yep. the Box Center. A lot of that stuff comes from the David Bieber archives too. Wow. So, um, yeah. So it's fascinating stuff. Yeah, your your significant other should should check that out. Well, what's 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 next? You got the you, uh -huh. so you're gonna you're gonna be touring now. I'm dipping my toes in. You know, I'm doing. Um, so I was I was out this past weekend. I'm out next weekend, going down to West Virginia and back, hitting some of the like familiar markets. Because yeah. I've been going to. I saw on your website you have them listed there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, doing Mountain Stage down there, which will be fun. You going um, any festivals? Um, I think the only festival I have on the schedule this summer is out in Indiana. And it might even be in October. So okay. I think a lot of the festivals wound up booking who they canceled last year. Yeah, right. And I was off album cycle. And I think also, you know, I wasn't quite ready to hit the road hard with having the little guy, you know, it's kind of Yeah, like, yeah, uh, sure. He's you a little baby, young to so. like actually tour, yeah, <laughs> you know. It's hard to, hard to leave for that long. When yeah. You have a little kid. Um, do, you tour? do you typically tour with your partner? No. No, no. No, almost never. She'll come on the fun ones sometimes. You know, she'll do Italy and, or she'll do Ireland, yeah. sometimes so California. I'll, I'll come. Can yeah. I come? <laughs> yeah. I'll drive the tour bus. You know, I actually wound up I, in the. <laughs> I promise not to drive off while you're peeing outside the, outside yeah, the bus. <laughs> I promise not to do that. Good. Uh, Matt, I really appreciate you inviting us into your home. Hey, it's thanks fantastic. for taking the time. Uh, yeah. I had a great time talking to you. Yeah, I wish I could go to your gig, but well, I've got a gig. I got a gig that night. Well, I, I, I'll keep totally... coming back. You know, Boston's definitely a home market. So, but good luck with the album. It's a fantastic Thanks. album. Yeah, and, yeah. Hope uh, getting some more years. I'm uh, I'm excited for for you at uh, the Sinclair. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, it and be fun. Uh, we missed uh, Lynn. Oh well. I know. Maybe she sent a text and didn't. Yeah, we'll get her. We'll get her another text. time. Either that or she's like. Oh, just she's, hovering. Maybe she's, she's just down like, there listening wanna, to see if we diss her interrupt. behind her back. Yeah. No, we'd never do <laughs> Doing that. Doing a little do espionage. That. Would you be interested? Can you want to play a couple songs for us? Sure.
I'm a little disappointed as his manager that he didn't demand that he keep his rolly fingers mustache. Oh, right. I get very, I do very little involvement with artistic decisions. Uh, <laughs> and that was. What about grooming decisions? That's not really more of a grooming. Decision. That's what we like. Well, okay, that's more like, being artistic. Sure, but we like he has such style. Look at him. Of course. Like, the, if you, have to between you know, two it just stuff. it's a molting period. You know, like 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 I, an I insect a or a crab. <laughs> I had, I had that little twister for like a lot of years. Yeah. It's starting to get a little raggedy on the ends, you know? Yeah, and, and there was also a little part of me was kind of like, you know, is it, it's a little much. It just felt like a little much. You pulled it off. I have a friend who has an Abe Lincoln. Oh, yeah. How many people can pull off the Abe Lincoln? That's yeah. a hard one. Yeah. The only guy I've seen that can pull it off is a mechanic down in town. And it's, it's just it's he's a, silent. It's a look. <laughs> <And> <laughs> silent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What are you gonna play? Uh, I think I'll do black holes and overdoses. Sweet. Seems like a, you know, given that we're in the space where the video. Yeah. <laughs> was shot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right.
so black holes and overdoses Oh me, oh my Oh me, oh my Oh me, oh my Oh, oh me, oh my Overtone singing. Yeah. That was, that was, pretty was that singing or whistling? Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's overtone. So it sounds like whistling, but it's you hum a note and then you sort of make a shape in your mouth and the note that you're humming gets broken up into the harmonic sequence. And so you get this, the pattern of, of notes. I'll show you. If this is your tongue. <laughs> Is that like throat singing? He's a witch! Yeah, yeah. In in Tuva, I think they call yeah. that style Siget. You know, they have like okay. a name for but all seen, the different I styles. The band, Maybe a lot. Somerville that does their, their they do this throat singing <laughs> stuff, and they're from Tuva. Yeah, yeah. And, it's uh, probably a lash. They, they tour over here a bunch, okay. or yeah. either that or Hunhor too. Hunhor too. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. That's exactly what. Yeah. And I was blown away. It's, it's like, wild, yeah, right? It's incredible. And yeah. I can get like, like you said, the harmonics. Uh... Can you uh, can you sing out of your ears too? <laughs> <laughs> what else kill the things you need? Can you do one more for us? Yeah, sure. Um, maybe I'll do that. Breathe forever tune. Oh, good.
Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. I would like to thank Matt for inviting us into his home and for the conversation, as well as Lynn Bertrand and Georgia Teensma for helping set this up. You can listen and purchase his music, watch all the cool videos, and find out where he's playing next, which is the Sinclair on August 6th, at thesuitcasejunket.com. If you missed part one of this conversation, well, don't miss it. Go to AboveTheBasement.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, listen and subscribe to our podcast, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, and look at all the nice pictures we post on Instagram. We are everywhere. From all of us at Above the Basement, thank you for listening. Tell your friends. And remember, Boston music, like its history, is unique. <laughs>